Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. This is the Fizzle Show. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but every time we record a show, we make an intro. Why? Because you just popped into another dimension, folks. You just plopped into your ears the Fizzle Show, which means you might be working towards doing something you actually care about for a living. Which means you might be looking for independence, freedom, autonomy, sovereignty, and fun in life. Because it sometimes seems like this whole world's set up to just kind of like beat you into submission, you know? And and then there's this call from your heart, from your spirit, from <laughs> one of your good buddies that's like, hey man, you know what? There's a lot of opportunity in life. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of uh, of. Of well, I don't know, guy. Like, why am I? I can't get past potential. Potential. You're not painted into a corner as much as it might feel like it. You do not have your hands tied behind your back as someone forces you to do the things that you're doing in your world. As much as it might feel like that. I want to honor the fact that sometimes life feels like there's so much momentum and so many expectations and so like that. It's just like I can't even. I can't. I can't think about doing something different with my life. Well, this this podcast is is for people who have been in that mode <laughs> for for long enough. Been in that mode for long enough to actually, you know, be be developing an idea to that that might actually be able to support them, their family, their loved ones, to give them some freedom and autonomy in the world. And uh, here's the thing that's going to come up again and again and again and again and again on this show and in this podcast in general, right? And probably in life. That you here's the deal. Okay, you can sit around and wait till it's perfect, fiddling with stuff, sitting in your little backwoods cabin like the Unabomber, slowly over time, pruning and making things better, my precious. And oh, it's going to be perfect. Oh, I love it. And it's going to be great. Meanwhile, montage of a clock just spinning really, really fast. It's just like the time is going by. The time is going by. And here's Here's the thing that a lot of us who have wanted to get on our own and do our own thing in life, who have wanted to start our own businesses, here's what a lot of us have found. We have found that published is better than perfect. We have found that getting things out into the world puts you in a position where you have so many more opportunities and options now as opposed to when all of the creative work all of the mystery and and excitement is in some little unabomber shack somewhere in your head or in your journal and your notebook and your website you know uh, like with a plug-in that's like coming soon get on the email list or whatever right the thing that we find a lot is that published is better than perfect why because perfect might never exist it might not ever get out so that's just Something that's going to come up on this show a handful of times. It's going to come up on this this entire the the like all of these podcast episodes say something like that because today we are talking about something very specific. We're talking about a phase in the roadmap, which is the way that we tear business apart. We broke down business, we tore it apart, and then we then we put it back together. And the way we put it back together is we put together this thing called the Fizzle Roadmap. Because it's fizzle, because most creative ideas fizzle out. And if you're honest with yourself about that, you can just like go, oh, I'm not going to let this fizzle out. I'm going to choose something that I'm not going to burn out on, that my audience is actually going to want, that et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is likely to be successful. Okay? So we put together this roadmap, and it's breaking apart all the stages of business. And today, we are talking about a very... Very special part of of business, which we call setup. All right, Aiden Fishbine's on the phone with me today. We got an expert here in setting up businesses. All right, Aiden, <laughs> what is going on? What is this setup phase all about, brother? Well, Chase, I'd love to tell you. Uh, the setup phase is a uh, it's the last phase in the first section of the roadmap. It's the last thing that uh, that has to happen. Uh, arguably, before you actually have a business, right? So yeah. 
the last four or five episodes, we've been talking about phase one of the roadmap. So we've been talking about um, choosing your business's topic, defining the audience, getting direction, uh, connecting with like an accountability network, planning your business. We talked about that last episode. That was really good. Um, you know, how to, how to make sure you're doing the right kind and not the wrong kind and, and in the right amount, and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. now we're talking about kind of the not fun stuff and the stuff that I think historically lots of people get paralyzed um, when they start thinking about because we're finally starting. We're not talking about profiling audiences or, or picking things and, and imagining. We're talking about, you know, filing an LLC with your secretary of state, buying a domain that has your business's name in it, picking the name itself. Um, mm. These are things mm. that, uh, you know, I've, we found a couple common struggles. So we've got this paralysis of, oh my gosh, this is why I should have gotten an MBA, right? I don't know. I have no business doing this stuff. Mm, and then, yeah. and then also just overcomplicating. Um, there are a lot of options in this phase. There's a lot of options about how to structure your business legally. Um, and even if you're not paralyzed, maybe you just spend too much time doing it and you find yourself two years later with some really intricate layers and layers of insurance on top of this S corp. Um, just trying to trying to do the cozy cam a dog bed thing, you know, um, yeah, maybe yeah. it's not necessary to start that way. So um, just getting started. And we've got Jen on uh, to help us frame this conversation via procrastination and some personal story. So that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Hi, Jen. Hello. Hi, Jen. Hi. Okay, Hi yeah, let's jump. Let's <laughs> jump into this story. So, Jen, right now you're in a situation where uh, you try you applied to name your business one thing. And uh, and that that name was available and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but now but now it seems like you're not able to name your business that. And uh, listen, my own experience with naming is naming is so sucky. <laughs> One of the big things in the setup thing is just fi- this phase of the road. Like, is just what is the name? Can we just can we get the domain? Can we get stuff set up? Set up the business. All right. Those are the kinds of things that we're talking about. And just to give you a little bit of a roadmap of what we're talking about today, we're going to talk about naming your business. Number one. And then we're going to talk about business legal structures, number two, okay? And then there are some overarching rich tips we want to talk about at the end. But first, I want to hear, Jen, what is up with this? uh, Tell us the story of your naming thing. Yeah, so just to rewind a little bit and a caveat, I'm not saying what I've done (laughs) in the past year and a half is right or wrong. It's just my story, right? Um, but I knew early mm. on that yeah. uh, I didn't want to get stuck in analysis paralysis. So in terms of picking a website, because back then I was like, oh, man, it's got to be perfect. Right. And honestly, I just went with my It was available and I took it and I started blogging because I'm positive that I, if I hadn't taken those steps. I might still be picking a business name, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like really goes along in that theme of like just taking action and adjusting as you go. So this is originally you just went with your name. What's totally which is, what's yeah. the what's the URL? Is it genrao.com? Yeah. Okay, Rayo. got it. Rayo. Wow. Rayo. Yeah. So genrao.com. You really got really to put your back in the Rayo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, uh, yes. So my website is still at genrao.com. But what I've realized in the last, say, six months, like now that I'm starting to build my audience and I have uh, a growing Facebook community called the Clear Your Life community, was that I wanted to transition more over to Clear Your Life. So when I offer coaching and when I offer workshops, they are branded as clear your life. So now, now I'm starting to, you know, pick up the pieces and figure out how to have the clear your life be synonymous with Jen Rayo. So luckily the easy part for me was the social handles. I went around and I just snapped them all up. I was like, wow, these three words are just not taken as a as a social handle, clear your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, And just for a little bit of background, I, I do help people with intentional clutter clearing. So clear your life was broad enough that I could get into the mindset and the practical side of clearing clutter. I felt like um, that that was a good name to choose. So I was feeling really confident confident with all of that. And I also knew that as I was taking some clients on that I could, you know, file file my taxes under my own name. I was in no legal worries of not doing that, but I'm just, now I'm feeling like I'm in that next phase where I want to get a little bit more official with clear life and also make sure that no one else 
takes it from me. So if you're listening, please don't take it from me. <laughs> uh, well, this is kind of cool. Just, just to interject real quick, I wanted to, to make sure that a couple things stood out, which is that um, you got started with number one. You got started with just the name and no business legal entity. Now, we're not lawyers, but um, but this is definitely a viable approach. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think and you made an important caveat. You weren't looking at any legal stuff, so yeah. Oftentimes mm-hmm. recommended. You know, for yes. for a lot of for a lot of kind of projects out there, as Aiden says, nothing you'll hear here is actually legal advice. Okay, so you are you are profoundly and fundamentally jumping into the river of your own <laughs> on your own accord. Okay, and yeah. well, jump, come on in. The water's fine, but uh, you know that's your decision. That's your. There is no lifeguard on duty, right? And yeah. and so you know you like you want to have your little personal flotation device. Get your PFD. What's the PFD in this situation? Do you have any ideas, Aiden? Like, what would the PFD be? I think. Well, what? right. I mean, I think. I think if if you're looking, yeah, kind of like what Jim was saying. If you're looking at this situation, you want to make sure that that you you don't you're not likely to sink. And whatever that is for you, um, I think it's worth looking. Can I get started? Is there anything that 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 could potentially happen if you're working in food, for example? If your product is food related, it might not be a good idea. Right start flying by the seat of your pants you may want to get an llc or some sort of thing that separates you as an individual from the risk but if you're um, telling people how to organize their closet yeah right there may not be a class action on the horizon <laughs> there, may, there may not be <laughs> maybe now, not this is actually jen i'm curious t- tying into you did you ever have these kinds of fears when you were getting started uh, fears of Fears of, Getting sued. <laughs> of like, oh, I got to do this all really seriously. I got to protect myself. I got to set up my business correctly. Otherwise, I'll probably go to jail. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I didn't have those fears. I knew that for months and months I was only blogging, you know, and just getting for me back then it was about taking action and writing and owning my skills and learning about my people. So it wasn't until late 2018 that I had uh, my first clients roll in and uh, no, I, I don't know. It might be to a fault, but I don't generally think like that. Mm -hmm. I feel pretty confident. Well, this is, this is is where it's so scary to do here. Okay. You know, one of the things I love so much about business is that it's a lot like life to me. It feels a lot like regular life. It feels about as scary as taking another breath and as, you know, being responsible for yourself and as having a child or, Mm, uh, you know, it's, there's so much, uh, life that is, that, that is risky, right? Capital L life that is capital R, you know, risk taking uh, so much so that some of the therapies I've been doing recently have involved uh, have involved like intentional risk taking like my like from a place of, of general sort of malaise in life or being too secure, comfortable. It can actually provide a lot to your life to take an intentional risk and, and right. all of entrepreneurship is actually, I remember Corbett used to say this all the time, is actually risk mitigation. It's trying to find out, hey, I want to do this thing. What's the least risky way for me to do that? Um, This is sort of classic traditional entrepreneurship. This is especially when you get into, you guys, I mean, I know there's some people out there listening who have some of these these incredible soul-sucking jobs at, at like real corporations and stuff. And real corporations and stuff, which is a, which is a, uh, you know, a category of businesses. It's an SIC code. Is they, they get to make a lot of decisions. A corporation does not walk into anything uh, and just start doing things, right? There are projections and plans and everything's broken out and the ad spend is figured out and the, who are the big names in this space and the, and the, and the everything to almost to 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 where it's just all riveted and ratcheted down and you're just following your marching orders right mm-hmm. and i don't know about you guys but i can set up my to-do list to be like that as well and that's when i start like pulling out my hair i see that smirk jen i see that <laughs> like i feel a kindred spirit in you this need for a little bit of adventure right 
But back to the matter at hand, I mean, the reason why we, we mention this about risk is, is because when you are naming your business, when you are defining what kind of entity you're going to register as with whatever state you live in or country you live in, you will have choices and you will have worries and there'll be, you know, there'll be a lot of decisions that you can make. What Jen's done here is something that I've done myself personally. Every time that I've started out new things is I just, I operate as a sole proprietor and then, right. uh, and, and that's how I, you know, incorporate or whatever, or maybe I, that's a, that isn't an incorporation, but that's how I register with the state. That's how I do my taxes, yada, yada, yada. And then as something develops, as there is a bit of wind in my sails, as there is a bit of appetite and hunger in the faces of, of actual people that are paying attention to my thing. And I realize that I can, I, I can keep launching this course or I can keep making things in this direction or doing workshops like this or, uh, you know, like Jen was talking about, focusing on a particular kind of service, this clear your life thing. That's when it starts to develop into um, what I, what I, like I always felt like Fizzle had a life of its own apart from me. I always felt like, and it's not very similar to my son. My wife hates it when I talk like this, but I, I'm, I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. It, it really helped me make sense. Uh, it helps me make sense of my creative projects. Jen, what is this? So clear your life is the name you were going for. Like that's the, that's the thing that like kind of almost has a life of its own. You could, do you feel, do you see it that way? Like as this, like this yeah. company, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. It's so exciting to talk about it like this. But yes, absolutely. It's so incredible to think of, you know, you have something ruminating in your brain for years and then you start to take action and then you create a thing. And then all of a sudden the thing has a name that just totally makes sense. And yes, that's yeah. absolutely how I feel. And that's what's kind of been stirred up within me in the last month or so. And when I started to make my official applications was like, okay, like I can feel it in my heart now. Let's like get it stamped on a government piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. And which of course you know, it, it, which it, it hasn't happened. It's a yeah. symbol. Well, I want to get into that. I want to get into that in a second. So your name is like this this thing that represents. Okay, one of my tricks that I have, and, and people can find this in the productivity course in Fizzle, is, uh, and I still do this to this day. When you're writing in your to do list. The name, the way that you name that task actually really matters, right? Totally. So on my to-do list, I can write Breton Video. Breton is a bag company. I just published a video of theirs, right? Um, a video about one of my video about one of their bags. <laughs> it's profoundly my video. <laughs> it's definitely not their video. <laughs> they probably don't <laughs> want it. Um, but uh, actually, they probably really want it. It's pretty good. They don't know they want it yet. Yeah. That's what's going on. But uh, but I can say in my to do list, like I know that that to do to finish that video is so many steps, right? To complete the seven day email freebie giveaway that you want to make because you've been listening to fizzle shows and fizzle courses about how to put a great welcome email series together or how to actually maximize the value of every person who's coming to your website by connecting with them through email over time using an automated sequence like we've talked about in lots of different places um, not the least of which is some of the courses inside fizzle so you can write like you know Finish seven-day email course, right? You can write, um, I can write, finish Breton video, right? Or there's these different ways that you can take it and you can turn it and focus more on some other, because when I'm like, I'm trying to see if this is a valuable thing to say right now. Cause I know for, for like five people out there, it's about to blow their mind, but it's not maybe <laughs> I'm like, I knew this was connected to what we were talking about. Cause we were talking about naming things, right. And how, how we want to name our business. And when you're, I was thinking of your smile, Jen, when you're, when I was talking about how fizzle almost like these projects, they kind of get a life of their own. You know, when you were talking about, I love, like this thing has a bit of an energy of its own, this clear your life. And, uh, <laughs> and there's, there's a, there's a magic in names sometimes. Right. And I think mm -hmm. we can all be searching for that and waiting for it to come to us. 
right? Which, which, which is a place that feels kind of powerless. Like I don't have it yet. Maybe I'm just trying to keep myself optimistic and hopeful, right? I see that hand. Like I know a lot of people are going like, yes, I'm waiting to find <laughs> one fucking, when I'm going to name my thing that I won't get tired of in a little while. Um, and other times things like in this story with Jen kind of develop this life very one, like very, it kind of picks it up over time. Right. And that's a real yeah. way that names come. It's a real way that names come is over time. Like right now, man, my, my website for all my product review stuff is called matterful. Dude, that is a silly word that I started using like 14 years ago. Like I just mm-hmm, was like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like, like instead of saying meaningful, I'd say matterful, right? Like it yeah. matters, it matters. And then I bought the URL and then a million years later, now it's like where all my stuff is actually, it's like where all my, my business is generated. These names can just kind of gain momentum like a rolling stone over time. Um, and I'm going to drop the to-do list thing besides just like li- leaving it there. Like, like, Hey man, how you name your stuff in your to-do list matters. So yeah. <laughs> how you name your business matters, right? And this perennial debate, I love, Jen, that in your story, we're, we're getting to talk about the, the two options, using your personal name or something else, <laughs> you know, coming right. up with a name that defines, <laughs> that define like, what was that? What, how, I don't know, I, part of me wants to dig into that because I know a lot of people are wondering about it. But let's jump back into your story, Jen, and, and tell us, like, are you going to get to name your company Clear Your Life, LLC or something? Well, I'm working on some different ideas. Aiden's helping me over the brick wall with this because I with the so I'm up in I'm up in Canada and I got to submit three names to the government of the province that I live in. And so I put clear life as choice number one because I was like, it's definitely available. It just seems to me like what a great business name. So obviously they're going to say yes to that. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll fill in the other two as well. So like number two is like Jen Rayo clutter clearing. (laughs) And so I got the email back and it said, great news. Your business name's been uh, approved. And I like leapt out of my skin and just felt this moment of like, oh my God, it's all coming together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was so excited. And then I scrolled down and it was like, we've approved Genreo clutter clearing. And I was like, (laughs) oh no. no." They don't give any reason why. They don't give any reason why. And so I had a really good call with uh, the guys from Team Fizzle about this task, their opinion. And um, I am going to resubmit and just add some more detail to it. So say like clear your life with Jen Rayo or clear your life flutter flutter clearing with Jen Rayo. So I'm going to try three more options to um to still get it because and honestly like this isn't going to hold me back i'm still doing what i'm doing it's just a matter of not having some you know like daily own being like oh clear your life what yeah. a great three word combination you yeah. need that and then them getting it you know so right that's not right now yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty good and i, I just want to pull out again just a couple things that i don't know i don't know if you internalize this without really noticing but um you're doing the evaluation of the names and the why it's resonant is really important because I think that's what get that's what hangs people up a lot. Um, they'll either come up with something cutesy that has no resonance with their audience or something or they get married to something that is so perfect that they're unwilling to let go and unwilling to look at some other mechanisms for getting to uh, to where you can use the three words because the mm. truth is um, so and we'll call this out too because it's just really neat um, but uh, there is a fizzle name evaluator. I was just pulling that up. I'm like, right. this, is, this is so <laughs> butter for people who are looking to name their thing. This is so valuable. Keep going. Right. So, so it's an amazing, it's an amazing blog post. We'll put the link there. You should definitely download this. I was having a blast from the past because you used the chase when you were making this, the, uh, the names that, that the startup podcast we're trying to create that's for right. their, for yeah. their thing. So yeah. that, that's kind of funny. Yeah. So I'm well, waiting to is, reply all right now. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. But yeah. that's, what, that's one of the things that's cool about this. When you go to the, you'll get, this is episode, what, what episode is this? This is three, three twenty six. 26. 
So fizzleshow.co slash 326 is where you're going to find show notes for everything that we mentioned here. There's a bunch, there'll be a bunch of links there. One of them will be this, the how to name your business, the fizzle name evaluator. Evaluator. Right? And, uh, and it just shows you how to come up with a bunch of names, how to score those names. And the examples that I use in it are actually front or actually real life examples from. Uh, right. With the winner, you yeah. know? Yeah, totally. And so. So it's good because you've got you've got a bunch of different kinds of criteria, and I'm sure there's plenty of kinds of evaluators like this. But um, how does it sound, right? Is it is it uh, is it distinctive? Is it uh, does it kind of in, align itself with your positioning, your mission statement, your audience? Um, we we've got a magic category, right? Yeah. Um, and then also the last two things, and this is not necessarily the order you have to do it, but if you don't do it in the order that this sheet shows and check and give it a score based on trademark availability and domain availability, maybe social handle availability, you may find yourself in Jen's situation, which is not the end of the world as you're hearing, which is great because what's tough is, and I, this is why, so this evaluator is great, but it may not be worth going down to those depths to find out whether or not that stuff's available because um, that's when you start getting paralyzed. That's when you start spinning your wheels in my experience, you know? So sometimes it's good to get your favorite and then just start tacking words on the end of it (laughs) until they approve it. Um, Because then when you are doing business as um, it's just like anything else, you know, you've got, what's a good example, but um, Oh yeah. Corbett was even telling us um, fizzle is fizzle co incorporated or something so fizzled it's a long thing and obviously we don't say that we don't need to say that all over the website the full name yeah you can truncate it easily and you can even have checks written um to fizzle just fizzle and um and those things will will cash there's obviously like the middle ground the extremes there but um it's it's interesting to hear i'm definitely more like what you were discussing um jen where you get as close as you can. You start checking off as many boxes in the resonance and appearance and um, and kind of like alignment department with yourself, your mission, and your audience mm. in the naming process. And then I start moving because now I'm excited and I've got the momentum. And when I have some spare time, I start trying to do those kinds of like trademarking, getting, you know, filing with, uh, with your local government or your secretary of state, whatever. Um, and those kinds of things as background tasks that I kind of chip away at too. So I mm-hmm. think that's a really good approach. Mm. Yeah. And I think this story just shows that, and there's probably many, many others like it, but like choosing a name isn't what's going to hold you back from making your business dream become a reality. Like right. if you're in it and you have an unshakable belief that it's going to happen, like it's going to happen. I don't, I don't care that it got turned down. Like I'll figure it out. And that's what we do. Mm. We figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And then, yeah, eventually you just need to move forward. You know, not getting hung up on this is how you iterate and move on. Yeah. What's so fascinating about this stage of the roadmap, and again, this roadmap is totally easy for you to jump in and get started with. You just go to fizzle.co slash try five. If you've been following up to now in the episodes and hearing of us talk about the fizzle jumpstart uh, special that we've been running. Now the doors are closed on that. It's gone great, I hear. There's a bunch of interesting energy going on with the people who have jumped in on that. And now, though, even though the Jumpstart special isn't isn't up and running still, what we do always have for podcast listeners is the five weeks for free trial. You just go to fizzle.co slash try Five, that's try five and then you can jump in you can start the roadmap and it'll immediately just start like a playlist it'll just start telling you what videos to watch and the videos are all setting you up to do a worksheet or to solve a specific problem in your business and doing those worksheets and solving those problems actually gets you to be making steps and progress on your business instead of like, like start turning a new page in your journal and like restarting everything (laughs) from scratch again, which is my thing. I I just want to shout out to all my creatives out there who find that easier than actually finishing something. Doing work, right? One of the, one of the questions I've been asking myself every morning is like, what do I want to finish today? Right. That's a good question. And if you just, you answer that question, you just like keep that promise to yourself, man. Keep that promise. 
Chase, hmm. I have to cut in for a second just because I'm here with you, but I've got my planner set up in front of me and like it officially says like to do this week. And then the first thing under it is release old behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> just check it off. <laughs> Don't forget, Jen. That's great. <laughs> with my Reiki yeah. symbol next to it. That's, you know, we all do business differently. It's so good. But I'm with you. Yeah. Shout out to uh, shout out to Joe Kearns on the top of my to-do list. And and sticky noted at the bottom of my computer is eat the frog, which <laughs> is do the first thing of the day is the is the thing you really don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. swallow it. Notice yeah. what you're resisting because that can be it, focus like just just heading straight and disciplined into that thing can be such a source of energy for you, such a source. Yeah. And you know to tie it back into the naming thing here. There are so many big kind of um, powers and principalities and monsters in our brains and in our hearts and in our psychology that come up and start screaming at us when we're forcing ourselves to pick a name, to call right. our thing. Because like, you are, honey, you are going to have to pick a URL. You are going to have to pick a handle on Instagram if you're going to use that or Twitter or Facebook and, 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 right? Mm -hmm. You are going to have to find, though, specifically this web address, this URL, which stands for unique, real living. That is is where (laughs) your unique, real living is going to be parked on the World Wide Web, okay? It's like one of the things that I think, oh man, Aiden, you got to get someone in, in Fizzle to make a course on just like the ba- like the the essential basics of um of the technology that underlies the internet, right? Now we've gotten away from everything like this whole www dot thing, right? A lot of websites we don't even have the www. Well, that yeah. was a very important delimiter at a certain time. It was invented to do something very specific, okay? And we were like losing our connection to that. None of us remember what that's like. Well, if you understand how that works, how how HTTTTTP works, right? How how these kinds of technologies work, just the basics of them, it's so boring. I I couldn't sell you a free podcast on learning about that. Do you know what I mean? But when you- But we will make a course. When you really- Yes, because when you really get it, it'll it'll change everything. It'll affect every time you do anything on the web. It's really powerful to learn these old technologies that still are the the bread and butter. They're actually what makes everything work on the internet. I have a really interesting segue from exactly what you're saying into the second struggle here, yeah. which is that uh, what you're talking about is infrastructure, right? This this boring, dry really friggin' important yeah. thing, yeah. infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what this legal structure of business, that's what LLCs and S-Corps and C-Corps and sole proprietorships and, and all the different kinds of insurance structures and risk mitigation structures and partnership agreements and stuff like that, it's infrastructure, right? And what what you said, Chase, is really important. Like, if you do understand this, Weird new perspectives about how you can look at business start occurring. Now, I'll argue that they're not important nor vital to do in the beginning, but that was one of the first things I wanted to recommend, which is that, you know, there is a minimum viable structure that you you should have. You know, you should have some way to to go to a bank and say, hey, this is my business. Can I start? Can I open an account? I think that's the minimum. I think that's the floor. But what what I would also encourage and I know it's boring and I know, you know, learning about HTTP in the form of business structures, um, <clears throat> it's not going to be exciting, mm. but start doing some research. And I think, you know, Fizzle does a great job in uh, in this stage, um, giving a rough breakdown of what, you know, a large five, six of these different kinds of structures are very basically. And if you can read that um, and then go a little deeper when you figure out one that may apply, that's a great next step, Mm. right? Those Mm -hmm. are great next prescriptions, in my opinion, because then you start, when you cross that bridge and you find yourself confronted by the first thing that may very well look like a lawsuit, right? Mm. God forbid, you might actually know what step to take. You might actually know what what kind of progress to start making to protect yourself. Um, Not to do so in case, but to do it in time also, I think is good. You know, is, is, it's good to be prepared 
Um, not unnecessarily so, but it's good to be prepared if and when you that the possibility starts seeming realistic or or possible. Maybe not probable, but not in the beginning. But but when you get to that stage, it's good to know that like okay, now I start now I start getting my S corp. Mm. Um, you know, my LLC transition to an X S corp or, or a C corp or something like that. Or now I need um, you know liability insurance for my business. Yeah, uh, you probably don't need that in the beginning, but knowing that those things exist in the beginning helps you know when to start working on. You know, them. I remember when I set up my first thing, I was I was doing websites for people. I was doing I was doing websites for big time bloggers. Uh, but it didn't start that way. It just was like I'm going to do websites, I'm going to do videos, I'm going to do I I was just going to do general media type stuff, just a one man show thing and we met with our accountant at the time and and we actually incorporated it as an S corp, which meant we had to do, keep track of uh, uh, of a handful of interesting things throughout the year, and you know, waving my hands, something, something, dividends, etc. <laughs> right? There's a little more to it than just you know, as a sole proprietor or, or even an LLC. Um, but there's also more protection. And that seemed like the right decision to do. And we weren't afraid of setting stuff up. And my wife's real good with taxes and legal stuff. And so our, our accountant thought it was a good idea. And we did it. We set up as that. Now, I, I, that company didn't really develop beyond me at all, right? It was total one-man show the whole time I ever did business in that capacity. Um, and so arguably we could have saved a lot of time, energy, and effort by just doing sole proprietorship. Uh, I wouldn't even have, have lost quite a, cause we didn't know, you know, we're, you're trying to basically one of the most important things in, for me when I was thinking about this legal structure was just well, in what, in what way do I get to keep the vast majority of my money and, and like not give a bunch of it away in taxes and in other uh, the other thing is like also is there which ones are easiest and most hassle free and stuff like right. that. Right. Big so consideration. Inside of, of Fizzle's roadmap, there's a nice list uh inside of phase one, stage four, and step two of all of these structures that you can con- select from, right? But it's nothing that you're not gonna be able to find anywhere else as well. Just, exactly. Just, yeah. Just want to mm-hmm. let you know that like we cover we're we're helping you understand those things. But you will be making your own decisions. And ultimately, like I just said in that little story, uh, it was my accountant who helped me understand what needed to go where and what we should do and stuff like that. So I, I'm really one who, who tends to like the idea of having uh, an accountant that can help you get set up and figure out what you need. Now, I have almost, I have never, I've only met with an accountant maybe like that one time. Right. Ever since then, I've just been <laughs> starting crap up and like, and like, you know, doing business as under that same that same corporate entity for a while. And now I'm now I'm an LLC um, for my own private stuff. But uh, but there's a lot of ways that you can incorporate and set up your business structure. Highly recommend that you get with some good accountant. And I, I bet you. I bet you there's there's services like that bench service that probably Absolutely. does some of this. <laughs> I don't Legal know. Zoom's great too. I mean, you can you can have a subscription to Legal Zoom and pay a little bit more than your subscription yeah. to have something like this taken care of too. Yeah. Um, I, here's what I would say. As, <laughs> I would. I part of me wants to like learn a lot about this stuff and like teach a lot about like what are the different ones. And another part right. of me is like, don't get close to it. No, your work. <laughs> is making something that people actually want, honey. Okay? Right. That is your work, okay? Because like well, we're go for it. Yeah, and your and your job is is to be you know, this is what you've always done for me Chase is your job is to be uh, a successful successful driven inspired person that knows just barely enough about this stuff yeah. to prove that you do not need to be an expert in these things to to literally have them as your foundation for yeah, doing the yeah, things that you yeah, want to do. You yeah, know, totally. That's it. That. Totally, totally. Okay, so there's two main steps inside of this setup thing. Number one is naming your business. We've talked a bit about this already. We know that it's going to be challenging, but we have a great resource for you in that uh, choosing a name for your, how to name your business guide, which is a free post on on fizzle which will be in the show notes here fizzleshow.co slash what are we 326 326 okay 
Then the second step after naming is setting up your business legal structure. All right, there's a lot to choose from here. One great thing to do is work with an accountant on that. But there's a, there's, there's a lot you could learn here if you wanted to not be doing work on your thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Work uh, on this can feel like you're doing a lot of business work, but let me tell you something that is going to happen to you again and again and again, in case you haven't noticed it already, it's probably already been working inside of you. You are so good at finding things to occupy yourself with, to keep you from doing the, the thing that you're resisting. As Aiden said earlier, eating the frog, Right. You're going to find so many, like how many, uh, how many creatives out there cleaned their room instead of doing the one task that they knew they needed right. to do that day, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I was, I just, I just started cleaning. I, it was, everything was a mess. Oh God. Oh really? What are you, what was on your to-do list? Like what was on the to-do list in your brainstem that you knew you're supposed to do? And you're probably going to, like, I've spent months, you guys resisting some important, some talk like that. Once I finished it, it was like, God, that was why did I <laughs> let it do that to me? I gave it so uh, much power over me, right? And if only we could just harness that lesson for future events, that would also be great. It's alas, it never like you have to. The Buddhists call it the beginner mindset, right? In some ways, like you have to know that you're really bad at everything, <laughs> like know that you're really bad. At uh, I'm real. I personally am really bad at 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 that kind of to do list operating because I, I all of a sudden this this little freaking task on my asana is my boss and I'm like you don't know me keep your right. laws off my body do you know what I mean I'm just like oh, I'm just gonna go start another revolution I'm a revolt revolt against the <laughs> yeah. revolution you know productivity revolution yeah so um, I want to hear yeah and I just since you're on that topic Chase I want to hear from from um from Jen do it what was the um did you have like a long procrastination session with regards to like doing this stuff with the government like tell me about when you finally realized you needed to do this and how did you get the motivation to start doing it well i researched it months ago huh, and then okay. like closed the tab and was like oh god government websites oh, man. right, right. Anyone else out there with me on that? Yeah. Like I'm real, real, real bad with and paying attention to stuff like that. So it just seemed a little convoluted and confusing and it just didn't seem like it was going to have a great impact at that moment. Mm. Um, and yeah, just really recently I realized um, I just really didn't want someone else to get the name. I felt really lucky that it's still floating out there. Um, and like I said, that I had grabbed the social handles for it. And I thought, okay, like I've been on genreo.com for a while now. I'm like, I can also just do a redirect at clearyourlife.ca or .com mm. and, and just continue on. But no, just something kind of switched inside of me. I was like, okay, it's time. So sure. Mm. I like that. I mean, I, what what it sounds like to me is, and it's always hard to to kind of pull, you know, was it pain, opportunity and desire and external factors? And there was probably ingredients mm -hmm. uh, across intuition. the board. And then yeah. intuition, you know, don't be in tune, be in tune with that. Um, I think the order that you did things in is really uh, instructive, though, which is that um, the likelihood of somebody incorporating uh clear your life after you've snagged the domain and all the social channels is actually reduced. Um, and if something happens and then, and then now we can kind of talk about some of these tips about, you know, if, if that got taken, so if clear your life was actually taken, let's just pretend the government did say it's gone, it's trademarked, you're screwed, but you still have the domain and you still have all these social channels. Um, Chase, what strategies have you seen people utilize to get around that, like, and it's like you see in Gmail, like I'm Aiden Fishbein one for some reason. Like mm. there is apparently another Aiden Fishbein at <laughs> gmail.com <laughs> to be one. Totally. But, well, you know uh, what I mean? there's a lot. There's a lot, man. Do you remember when Dropbox was get Dropbox? Right, right. right. Or, or get drip. You know, the, that's the email we use. The, you can put the, in the, like my buddy David Price would be, he was the David Price on, on some things. Um, mm -hmm. 
You can use underscores, which I am. I use on Twitter between my first and last name. Um, but it's like, and and my favorite thing in the world that's come from that is is that my buddy Mike Pacquion calls me underscore, which I think is the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. I'm going to start calling you Reaver Madness. That's <laughs> Reaver my Madness. That's great. <laughs> There's a lot of creative ways that you can, you know, you. I mean, heck, man, we're at fizzle.co instead right. of fizzle.com. We talked to the Sultan who apparently owns, you know, a hundred thousand <laughs> URLs and, and, um, and fizzle.com. And this comes back to when you and Jen were talking, one of the things that I think is okay. So Facebook just released a currency, right? This whole thing that's happening in the world is, is like, we're, we're, uh, we are, are, we're, de- we're getting to decide if we want corporations to run the show for us, or if we want governments to run the show for us. And, and maybe there's, it's always been corporations through government, like the East India trading company, corporations, you know, whatever, but Facebook releasing a currency, uh, is very interesting because it's a, it's a, it's a currency. That's like a half, it's like a very half blood currency in terms of the new, it's not an actual blockchain in in it's not an actual decentralized currency in the same way that that we're used to. The reason why I bring this up is because like hey man, you might be registered as who gives a crap with the government. What pays your bills is what you tell people how to 100%. find you on the web, right? So if you are, you know, <laughs> declutter your life with genrao.biz it's like, oh, okay. So you're just putting this thing together? Or if you're like declutter.co or something like that, that's a totally different brand. This right. brand, I think the brand is so connected to the URL. Um, uh-huh. And the brand, what the brand is, is, it, is I'm inspired by what the URL we can get for it is. Right? Because Your what, audience go. doesn't care how you pay your taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your audience doesn't care what's on the secretary of state right yeah no i yeah. just needed to get so that there's out. there's a real there's a real purchase there in the domain i mean the, these domains that i've sat on for a hundred years that i bought and through name cheap and i'm like re-upping some of them and constantly every every six or so months going in like i don't need to auto renew this one anymore we can let you go i think i ultimately am going to need to let go of smeagling.biz oh no <laughs> steak media steak you media got i forgot about you steak that media. One still. tiny ceramic <laughs> tiny ceramic unicorns with three z's um lots of those are all those are all ones uh, money stress.biz those are all ones just from the fizzle show just like little crappy things that I put together. I love, I mean, domains are amazing. A domain is a portal. A domain name is an actual portal, which means anybody who's accessing the WWW World Wide Web with the HTTP protocols, right, or whatever these things that actually allow your phone to plug into whatever I tell it to when you go to this URL, that is ownership. That's like property ownership, right? Sure. We call them properties, Right, we call domains properties. It's a very interesting kind of land grabby, uh, uh, you know. That um, oh yeah, what was that Tom Cruise movie where he's Irish and he has he runs and you know stakes out his claim in the land? I can't remember. Far away, far and away, I think is what it was called. Um, but that's what I think of when I think of naming more than anything else. I think of the URL and I think of the Instagram account because if you're if you want to be you know, reaching yeah. other self absorbed people like me. I definitely do. That's on Instagram right now. Um, follow for follow, Chase. What, I'm going to hit you up later. <laughs> follow for Keep an follow. eye out for Clear Your Life. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about follow for follow. I don't, I'm hey, like, you got me. I'll get you. I need to go, I need to go unfollow so much stuff. Um, but, and, and so th- this is where, again, what's interesting about entrepreneurship today, modern entrepreneurship, is just cut away the BS, focus on what matters. What has happening is that people have access to the internet, and these people have raging appetites for information, for solutions to their problems. They're, they're humans, just like you. How are you motivated? You're motivated away from your pain. You do not want to be in pain. You do not want to feel suffering. You do not, your, your whole psychology is built on that one impulse, it seems like, sometimes. I, I, a lot of psychotherapists are going to say that's pretty reductionistic, and a lot of others are going to be like, no, it's bang on! That's it! And I'll, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter, because all the marketers are going to be like, that's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. right. That's how this game works. So whether you live in America or Thailand or Timbuktu, like you have access to this now global network of people who have raging appetites and are, are, are so motivated away from their pain, right? And we're also on a planet that resources are seem to be running out. We seem to be like realizing like, oh, I, th- I think we're big, giant infants. And we don't realize the ways that, that what decisions we're making in life actually have these massive ripple effects through the entire globe, right? This is where I'm passionate about people starting businesses that can actually be a part of the solution, right? Of the global solution. And I don't mean like because you're purchasing carbon offset or because you're this, that, or you're giving a pair of shoes away for every pair of shoes you buy. I just mean you're not selling BS. Like you have actual good stuff to sell people. That is to say putting value in their life, making their lives more valuable to them, making them more engaged in their like their network, their system, more of a, a, a more of like it, turning on and activating people to be problem solvers instead of instead of just just focusing on these appetites that will never satisfy us. I love Jen that your your business is in that realm of decluttering and of of coming back to ter- like to, to a kind of simplification of your life in some ways because it's the same thing that I have learned that. That your life, when you let your appetites run the show, you're going to find the appetite is forever. It is eternal. It goes forever and ever and ever. It does not want to be satisfied, right? So if you partner with that appetite, it's like, this is exact, you know, dude, this blew my mind. I was on a little bit of LSD when my wife was talking to me about this, but it didn't need to be because... Do you know that uh, that there are a lot of loans out there actually have um, penalties if you pay them off? Pay them back. Right? Yep. The loan does not want to be satisfied. The loan is satisfied to be unsatisfied. The same thing with our appetites, right? So all of, all of that to say, sorry, I do a lot of videos these days where I'm like, I'm, I'm go, I'm opting in for the rant. And I'm like, I'm like, I only get to live once. This might be useful to, for someone, but that sense of uh, why I'm so excited still to this day about helping people learn to do entrepreneurship in their lives is because number one, you do not have to have an MBA to know how to to make things that people will actually want, okay? Right. In fact, that MBA can get in the way, but there's a lot of valuable stuff to learn there. Don't kid yourself. Number two, you're going to think that you should have an MBA when you start thinking about how you should incorporate, right? That's scary. But all you got to do is get a uh, get a get an accountant of some kind, get someone else, hire away. Hire away all the risk in that. Like hire an expert in that. Done. That's one, that's one of the things that starts to happen when you're an entrepreneur. I get it that when it's early on, it's actually like, come on, man. I don't even have two pennies to rub together, let alone right. something to spend on a business. This is a fantasy to me. Everybody in my life thinks this isn't going to work. I don't even think this is going to work, right? I get it. I totally understand. And, and in that case, like, <laughs> I don't know, do the research on how to be a sole proprietor and set yourself up the best way there. Um, but you're going to come to this third thing, which is the challenge of this naming. This is where we started this episode. It's where we'll end is in this, this naming thing is really, I don't know, man, have like you guys, neither of you guys have kids. So you haven't had the, the experience of naming a person. Like, do you know what we that, have cat? All my house plants have names. Well, <laughs> okay. Paco Fuego. <laughs> Fergle. <laughs> I love that. The, the truck I live in has a name. Does yeah. that count? Yeah. What's Her the name of Tessa. your truck? What? Tessa. Tessa. Okay. The names we give to stuff matters. And I, I would I would I really would love to see people in businesses that they felt uh comfortable in. You know? Jen, when you were talking about the name of your business and how you liked it, the clear your life, the vibe of that, the feel of that, I want people to feel like that, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. So in closing here, there are uh, like a few rich tips that Aiden put it together that I think are really killer. Aiden, will you just walk us through these? As, uh, as our like sort of closing thing here for this episode? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and this is this applies to anything else, but um, but here more so than than maybe anywhere else. And just to remind you guys, this is, in my opinion, this is the last step between you playing at business and you doing business. This is the last step, right? This is you having a way to be paid. This is you having a way to pay taxes. This is you with a name that people will resonate with, hopefully. Um, so so the rich tips for this step, so you can crest over this brick wall. Um, nothing. I repeat, nothing will be perfect in the beginning. This will not. This is not a perfect step to complete. Mm. Um, just do it. Nothing uh, will be perfect in the beginning. Nothing will be perfect in the beginning, and not and and you will have no chance to evolve if you don't start. Right. So this needs to be done so that it can get better. Mm. It will not get better before it's done in the first place. Um, and then, yeah, we've been talking about this already. I think this is a really good point just to rearticulate is that. Stress more on your handles and your domain than the incorporated name. Incorporate any name you can. You can always set up a simple DBA later um, to kind of clarify and to kind of uh, parallel between your uh, your incorporated name and your handles or your domain. Um, again, that's not legal advice. That's just uh, some realizations that we've had here in an unprofessional environment. Uh, and finally, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, each element of this step is important, but it does not lead to business revenue. This is the last step before it. So keep this in mind if you get stuck during this step and dangle the carrot of, you can start accepting money as mm. soon as this step is over. Mm. So that is, uh, that is all she wrote. Jen, do you have anything to say to the people out there who um, are know that the, the next step for them is going to be picking this name and and just like, you know, published is better than perfect. We're going to go with it. I'm someone who who has done a lot of businesses that, that I didn't necessarily like the name of at the time, but over time they grew on me and then I eventually moved away from it or shifted it and found that it was remarkable that you actually can change the name of things over time, that there is a very natural evolution and that no name is totally forever, right? But for that person, she's out there just about to try to get herself to make a decision on what name to go with. We've got the name worksheet, which I think everybody should do. It's so helpful. Fizzleshow.co slash three, what, 26? 326? Yes, sir. I cannot remember that for the life of me. But Jen, what 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 do you have to say in, in, in closing to that person who, who will have the name uh, worksheet, the name evaluator worksheet, who will have like the fizzle roadmap to to go through this setup phase and into you know what what's next after it? Any final pieces of advice? Yeah, I think all practical and tactical advice aside, which you just went over, I would say get really quiet and listen, mm. and you'll know what the answer is. I mean, I swear that's my answer for everything. Like there's a lot of loud voices in our heads. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of stress. And the more you can get quiet and just listen to what's really going on underneath all of that, like you'll come up with something and just know it's not forever and know it's good enough. Mm. Wow. This That's is heavy good duty stuff from Jen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jen, for being on the show and yeah. telling your story. Thanks so much. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I love being here. Thanks, guys. Aiden, thank you, sir, for your wisdom <laughs> and your beauty. I mean, you, this man is handsome, folks. My He's, goodness. He is a, just a good-looking person. All right, so <laughs> fizzleshow.co slash 326 is where you can find all the show notes and links from this episode. Fizzleshow.co slash 326. All right, like we mentioned, you can get into the roadmap right now and start it at the beginning. Now, the setup and the naming and the de- doing business as and all this stuff is step, uh, what is it, step four? in the in Phase the, one, is, stage four, stage step four. two. Stay, phase one, stay, <laughs> I can barely remember my own oh, shit, man. Boy. But the truth is there's a lot of steps to go through. They're broken into three simple phases. That's what you need to know. And this is the end of phase 
one. Now, that means there's stuff that comes before it, and there's also stuff that comes after it. This is what the value of the Fizzle Roadmap is. If you are building a business and you notice that you can kind of be your own worst nightmare at actually accomplishing what needs to be done in any given day, week, or month, then you might want to employ the services of Fizzle's Roadmap, which by the by, the by is one of the cheapest possible consultants you'll ever find in the entire world, <laughs> right? And you've got the community of entrepreneurs there that won't let you quit. Give it a shot. Jump into the Fizzle Roadmap. See if it keeps you on point. Because what it's also going to force you to do is to pl- plug up any holes that you have in your idea. That's real valuable. All right, y'all. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and dig in. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.